Our second reading this morning comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 39, verses 19 to 23. And the story picks up, um, if you're familiar with the story of Joseph, he has a lot of ups and downs. And at this point, he has been serving um, in Potiphar's house after he has been thrown into a cistern by his brothers and sold into slavery. And so here he is serving in this house and Potiphar's wife is drawn to him. And when Joseph refuses her advances, she falsely accuses him of attacking her. And so this is where we pick up in today's reading. In verse 19, when Joseph's master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, this is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. Then the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care, Because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Holy God, we ask that you clear our minds and our hearts from distractions and open us to your spirit moving among us and your word to us. Help us to hear and to embrace your word and to know your very presence with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Our culture loves a good underdog story. Watching our heroes overcome seemingly impossible odds is moving, especially when we feel powerless to rise above our own difficult seasons. From literature to movies, to cheering our favorite sports teams. The grief of watching the underdogs suffer through the worst of times makes their unlikely triumphs even more remarkable. But the trouble with our cultural underdog stories is that the victory often comes from within. Usually our heroes tap into some undiscovered inner resilience, propelling them forward to beat the odds and stun the world. Now, that kind of self-propelled destiny is, of course, it has a place. It's valuable. But when people, it's valuable and inspiring when people fulfill their potential and achieve great things. But the inexplicable hardships we experience in this broken world tend to make that mind over matter approach to our problems ring a little bit hollow. If flourishing in this life is simply a matter of human will, Why do some overcome their circumstances and prevail through dark seasons, while others crumble when faced with adversity? For every successful person who was once down on their luck, there are just as many people for whom victory or success remains elusive. What about all of those who have exhausted all options, but nothing has changed? Or those who experience deep suffering through no fault of their own? The life of Joseph in Genesis addresses such questions, reframing that underdog story through the lens of faith. 
despite experiencing enough obstacles to wipe him from existence, Joseph did triumph, but it did not come through his own strength. As he sat bruised and shackled in an Egyptian prison far from home, Joseph did not know he was an underdog. He had no inkling that prosperity did ultimately await him in Pharaoh's court. But facing a dead end, what confidence did he have that he wouldn't remain alone and forgotten in prison? Joseph's hope rested in one phrase that echoes like a refrain throughout his life. The Lord was with him. The Lord was with Joseph. Just as we often tend to overlook this foundational promise in our lives, maybe Joseph struggled to remember this spiritual reality amidst the dramatic shifts he experienced. But this phrase, promising God remains with his children, determines not only the course of Joseph's life, but ours as well. While the intricacies of God's movement and creation are often shrouded in mystery, our Lord offers ways of understanding his presence that aren't overwhelming. He offered Moses a tablet of laws to help understand the morality and ethics of holiness. He spoke to Elijah in a still small voice, even though he commands earthquakes and storms. And of course, he entered his vast creation as a helpless infant to fulfill his grand plan to rescue all creation. For Joseph, the Lord made his presence known in subtle ways throughout his life. First, through surviving experiences that should have killed him. And later, by how he continues to be given authority wherever he goes. Despite his brothers planning to kill him, Joseph ends up sold into slavery, where he eventually impresses his master and is given increased responsibility. Then after being accused of assaulting his master's wife, Joseph not only survives in prison, but comes to enjoy some freedom. Foreshadowing his relationship with Pharaoh, the prison warden favors Joseph and gives him charge over the prisoners and all that was done within the prison. The warden deputizes not a fellow law enforcement officer, but a prisoner. Let that resonate for a minute. This does not just happen. To the best of my knowledge, prisoners are never put in charge of prisons. (laughs) But God had his hand on Joseph, empowering him to flourish in ridiculous ways, despite his circumstances, And this happened in two main ways. First, God used the gifts and character already present in Joseph's nature. Joseph was created just like each of us with talents and skills tailored for God's calling on his life. Clearly, he's already proven to be resilient, honest, trustworthy, and disciplined, all traits necessary to earn a warden's trust. He's also a gifted administrator able to comprehend and manage the prison system. He handles authority responsibly and does not abuse power. And as John Calvin observed, when Joseph is made the guard of the prison and has the free administration of it, he nevertheless does not attempt to escape, but waits for the proper season of his liberation. 
even with the ability to leave, he remains trusting the Lord's guidance as he fulfilled his purposes in prison. Now, the second way Joseph was empowered was through God's supernatural intervention. We would call these uh, providence or miracles, but God himself assisted Joseph specifically through his ability to interpret dreams. Following his meteoric rise within the prison system, Joseph interprets the dreams of two other prisoners and ultimately Pharaoh himself. Through God's direction, Joseph was strategically positioned to aid these men, and interpreting their dreams would liberate him from prison and propel him to the next stage of God's plan. And we know that this is God's direct intervention and not another gift of Joseph's, because he proclaims to his fellow prisoners, do not interpretations belong to God. And for that matter, the somewhat prophetic nature of these dreams that these men have also points to God's active involvement. And so as Joseph's life unfolds, God clearly moves in personal, gracious ways through Joseph and all those around him. But while Joseph's faith is admirable, it can feel a little too easy. We're not privy to Joseph's personal reflections on suffering or doubt. Scripture contains no psalms of Joseph crying out to the Lord from prison. Though God and Joseph seemed to click, he surely felt forsaken and abandoned at times. Did he, like many of us, focus on his unhappy circumstances and shut out God's presence? With so much disappointment and suffering in this world seeping into our lives, it's easy to believe that God is far from us, or worse, is working against us or punishing us. Sin blinds us to God's presence, warping our view of both ourselves and God's plans for us. External influences and internal doubts bombard us with lies that contradict God's promises. And sin suggests that there is no plan, no purpose, no point to our lives, convincing us that we have nothing unique, gifted, or beautiful in us that God would value. Tempted to even doubt our Creator's existence, we feel it might be more rational to place our faith in other things or ourselves. And gradually we come to believe the success or failure, the success or failure of our own story rests in our own hands. In a strange twist of fate, we become the doomed, unsympathetic underdogs of our own sad story. But we are designed to step into the abundant life God promises to his children. And God empowers us through his spirit to do so. The spirit tethers our wayward hearts to the eternal promises of a good father, freeing us to recognize his gracious love and movement for our ultimate benefit. On his own, Joseph likely entertained discouraging thoughts. But in those dark moments, God's loving presence kept him from drifting. God's presence anchored Joseph, grounding him amongst the waves of change constantly washing over him and threatening him with oblivion. 
And God's providential care forged a bond of trust with Joseph. This relationship anticipates something common among Christians today. In the Old Testament, God's spirit descended upon certain people for a purpose or a season. And this included Joseph. Pharaoh later recognizes God's spirit working in Joseph as he declares, Can we find anyone like this man, one in whom is the spirit of God? However, in those days, the spirit could also depart. Human sinfulness prevented God's spirit from living permanently within his children. But by his grace, Jesus became like us. He died in our place and covered us with his righteousness so we could be eternally reconciled with our heavenly father. Christ promised to plant his spirit in the hearts of his people. So God's presence could permanently and consistently dwell within believers. This connection empowers us in the same way that Joseph experienced God's empowerment in the valleys of his own life. Just like Joseph, we also retain the ability to realize who we are, who we belong to, and live into God's plans for us. Though the, through the Spirit, we are taught how to listen to God's voice above all others and seek his guiding hand when the world seems dark and formidable. Indeed, the Spirit reframes every moment so we recognize God's mercy. Each sunrise allows us to praise God for the gift of another day, to glorify and serve him. Every sunset, an opportunity to give thanks for all the good he has done. The people and blessings in our lives are gifts of love, undeserved, unearned, but joyfully given. We also witness his work in other believers, both in our lives and throughout the globe, who witness the love of Jesus, especially despite their circumstances. But the Spirit also reminds us that Christ's power in us has a greater purpose beyond ourselves. Through his life and ministry, Jesus proclaimed the reality of God's presence, enabling others to look beyond their circumstances and embrace the truth that God was with them and had plans for their good, not their harm, and plans for a future hope. Jesus not only empowers us to overcome our valleys, but he calls us to help empower others to know the freedom and hope found in our Savior who continues to remake the world into his kingdom. The rest of Joseph's life illustrates the greater purpose God has for us all. God saved Joseph so that he could help save so many others. Because once Joseph interprets Pharaoh's dream, Joseph is positioned yet again to use his God-given administrative gifts to save both Egypt and his family from a deadly multi-year famine. Although God always acted with purpose in Joseph's life, we see this empowerment most clearly at his low point in prison. When life is going well, it is so easy to put God on hold and to ignore that blinking light on the phone. Whether we are too proud to take his call or too afraid of what he might ask, or even convince ourselves that that blinking light is not there. We keep him waiting while we place our faith in other things. 
But in seasons of trial, we are freed to recognize that just like Joseph, we may boldly claim a far greater hope. Like Joseph, our hardest moments tend to remove all distractions and illusions so we may pick up the receiver and accept the empowering life our God generously offers. John Calvin writes, to flee unto God is the only stay which can support us in our afflictions, the only armor which renders us invincible. Friends, Joseph's story reminds us that God is ever-present. He is always here, empowering us to flourish and fulfill our callings, regardless of where we find ourselves from day to day. As he intervenes in our lives, we bear witness to the miraculous power of Christ, who saved us so that we may participate in his great redemption of the world. Filled with Christ's spirit, we may rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. So let us be like Joseph, surrendering all to God and trusting him, especially in the dark, painful, and unexpected crises. For who knows what may be accomplished for the kingdom as the Lord empowers us for his good purposes. Amen. Amen.